transmission. Where a model of control.com gains a voice. Welcome back. This is Transmission 021. I'm Adam. I'm Daisy. And remarkably, within three weeks, we're back recording another episode. It's almost like in lockdown, we've got nothing else to do. Ha ha! Yes. Uh, this is the A to Z of Industrial on a model of control.com, and we are halfway. We, we are finally onto the second half of the alphabet. Bloody we are, hell. We are beginning the letter N today. I mean, you say halfway, but I mean, we've also got the ones that begin with numbers, so that's probably not quite halfway. We're halfway. <laughs> And today, Daisy is going to need a drink. Which, I don't know if you... Can you hear the ice clinking? I've got a very strong cocktail, which I'm drinking quite fast. You're going to need it. Uh, because there's a couple of bands that you may not like this week. There's also going to be some stuff I think you will like. Uh, but there's 11 songs this week. The first part of two and a half on the letter N. Uh, because there's not quite enough for three episodes. Uh, but uh, a hand-picked list of bands that I think are interesting this week. And we're going to start this week with some pioneers. Okay. Some Belgian pioneers who you probably won't know. Okay. Well, they're called the Neon Judgment. i 
Judgment with Chinese Black from the awesomely named EP, A Man Ain't No Man When A Man Ain't Got No Horse, Man. 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 On Play It Again, Sam, from 1987. What do you think? Do you know it? It was was alright. I mean, it sounds like early 80s-y industrial stuff. Do you know it? No. No? Right, okay. So... Uh, that, they're one of the pioneers of EBM in Belgium uh, alongside, came out around about the same time as Front 242 in 81 uh, and were around for a while they were always a duo of Dirk DeVoe or Dirk Da DeVoe and TB Frank um, they played Bimfest but before I started to go in Bim, to Bimfest <laughs> when they reformed um, but yeah, they have quite a lot of, um, of legend about them and were influenced by everybody and Decrooks recently covered that Bizarrely, that song, mm. but um, a great cover too. But kind of very much sounding quite a lot like the original, actually, <laughs> as it goes. Uh, but then you know you don't fuck with a song that's pretty much perfect in the first place. Um, but yeah, there's odd elements of EBM in there. There's a bit of new beat in there. And you there's can a bit certainly of goth. hear the yes, yeah, you can hear the goth in there. Uh huh. It's you can hear that it's early. Haven't quite found its own genre yet because it's the beginning of the genre, so it doesn't. Yeah, have a genre yet? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I've certainly I've heard it in goth clubs as much as I've heard that in industrial clubs. Um, still, great song. Um, anyway, talking of pioneers, mm. don't look at me like that. You pro- you do like this next song? <laughs> I can promise you this. Um, well, here's a pioneer for you, Gary Newman.
what an odd song that is. <laughs> well, a lot of Gary Newman's actually quite odd. Yes, but that one really is. That's Down in the Park by Gary Newman and Chuboy Army, if we want to be accurate, uh, from 1979. Yeah, he on, was doing this stuff on, before it was cool. On replicas. And probably Gary Newman is the reason sci-fi and dystopian themes have so much of an influence on industrial music and are so prominent in industrial music. I mean... That's the fact that they're just really good to sample. Well, yes. But that pl- the plot of it, the futuristic park in which the Mac-Men, androids with human skin and machines, rape and kill human beings to entertain spectators who, with their pneumatic- numerically named robotic friends, view the carnage from the restaurant Zoom Zooms. Sure, seems like a sensible plot for a song. As you do. But the song is creepy as fuck as well. It's those weird synths as it kind of loops round. But of course, Gary Newman was cool for, what, a couple of years? And then was ridiculed 15. And then then everyone suddenly realised he was in, you know, Nine Inch Nails. And among others were all like, "Um, yeah, he was a bit of an influence. And now he's make a cool again. And of course, we missed Gary Newman performing with Nine Inch Nails by one night yeah, in 2009. I know. I know. He, we saw him in Manchester, and then the following night in London, he brings on Gary Newman. Fuck. <laughs> well, can't win everything. Hey ho, we did get the cover of Metal, though, which was We excellent. did, and it was a free gig for us mm-hmm. because you won the tickets, so yes. we can't really complain. Anyway, we shouldn't be talking about Nine Inch Nails, we should be talking about Newman because we'll Correct. be talking about Nine yes. Inch Nails, presumably. Later in N. I don't know what you're talking about. But yes. a wild guess. I have no idea what not songs Adam... Not tonight. As, as viewers probably know, I've got no idea what songs Adam is going to play for me. I've got no idea what <laughs> bands. But obviously, I can usually take a guess where there are particularly well-known bands that they're going to feature. So that's my wild guess that later in N... We'll have some nine-inch nails. It would be a hell of a shock if I didn't. Right? <laughs> what? They're not industrial enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yes, uh, Gary Newman is someone I have never seen live, uh, much to the surprise of a number of my friends. But yes, yeah, somehow I've never got round to it. Maybe I'll have a chance at some point in the future. Maybe one day know. there'll be gigs again. Yeah, tell me about it. But in the meantime, Let's I'll just have on. to wait that little bit longer. Shall we move on? Let's move on. I've got this horrible feeling that we're moving on to some stuff that I'm not going to like. Um, you'll like the next one, uh, I think. I don't think you like them live much. I see but... that you're giving me a chance to get my drink drunk so that I'm sufficiently drunk before we get to the ones I don't like. Basically, yes. Thank um, you. Uh, next up, anyway, is the band with a terrible name but great songs, Necrofacility.
was the Swedish pop industrial of Necro Facility with the song Supposed from Wintermute on Progress Productions in 2011. And you were right, that is a terrible name for a band. Oh, it really, really is. Um, it really is. But they are a, a, a... Weirdly, they did two albums of skinny puppy kind of copying industrial that were all right. And then they did... Well, I mean, if you like skinny puppy, which... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they were okay. And I was like, cool. And then they suddenly came out with this basically this monstrous pop album. And then it was revealed that they're two Swedish pop producers that happen to make industrial music in their spare time. Sure, why not? And they've never done another album since, 2011. And why bother when you've basically hit pay dirt already? And they played live at Infest in 2012 that was riotous and hella fun. Yes. Friday night, they were brilliant. I have no memory of that at all. There was quite a kerfuffle at the time because there were a number of people wondering quite how live they were. Well, that's standard for interest. Well, kind of that's <laughs> what I thought as well, and it was one of those where people were sniping in particular at them, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, look at some of the other bands that were playing, guys. Um, I genuinely do not remember them there, but, I mean, in some ways, the ones I remember were the ones that were really fucking terrible, so... Fair. Uh, well, they were they were brilliant, and... Supposed was the highlight of the end of the set as he went, the lead singer went roaming through the photo pit and standing on the edge of the crowd and leaning in and going, oh, it was mad. Um, I was probably in the bar. You were probably drunk, yes. No, in the bar. Bit Not of both. necessarily drunk. Bit of both. Um, but no, they were great. And the album Wintermute is fantastic. And when I do my top tracks of the decade, Supposed will be in there. That is Coming no soon. Surprise. Coming soon. It is being written slowly. Um... Let's move on. Yes. Something a bit more mellow. Uh, well, I think they've been quite mellow so far generally, to be honest. Oh, no, no. This is really mellow. Will I fall asleep? No, not quite. Okay. You might offend a friend if you do. <laughs> um, Sorry. This is Nemon.
was Nemon, uh, with a lack of resolve from the new album Black Clouds and New Arrivals, self-released by Keith Baker in this last month, in fact. Look at us being all um, up to date. Yeah, um, I like. So we've we've in this episode we've spanned Th- thirty years, thirty thirty-five years. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Keith, of course, has been making music for a long time. Uh, under a variety of different names, and indeed we featured Mandroid only a few episodes ago. So many projects, I've got no idea what they all are. Thing is, is that could there be a bigger comparison between Mandroid <laughs> and Nemo? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Mandroid, which of course they they re, they replayed the video, the found video of their ridiculous riotous <laughs> infest show on Friday night on on a live stream, and then we come to this. Which I feel is more what Keith wants to be making rather than his somewhat piss-taking that yes. was Mandroid. Yes, his Nemon is beautiful, beautiful dark ambient and is just so mellow and I love listening to it when I've just got it in the background because it's just this kind of lovely wash of sound. Um, and there's a lot of detail going on but you have to listen quite carefully to get it. Um, but I'm presuming it's not really your bag. I don't hate it. I mean, it's not... Yeah, it's it's something I might maybe not object to you playing in the background sometimes but i'm not it's not my bag hugely fair enough they are keith take that as a massive (laughs) massive thumbs up from daisy that she'll listen to in the background (laughs) i love you keith (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i think it's time to take a drink because there's uh, there's, we're on to a run of songs no 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 don't please don't make me (laughs) (laughs) there's a run of songs that you're probably not going to like a great deal and let's start with the one that you're really not going to like Here's Nachtmar. Lieutenant, wissen Sie, was ein Code Red ist? Ja, das weiß ich. Haben Sie schon mal einen befohlen?
Männer mit Gewehren beschützt werden. Und wer soll das tun? So that was Nachmar uh, with Code Red from Alalust Will Ewig Kite uh, on Trisol in 2009. Um, a point Alalust Will Ewig Kite means kind of has different meanings depending on how you interpret the word Lust in German because it has different meanings in different contexts. So it's either all joy or want or desire will last forever. Um, and I can't quite work out which context it's meant to be. Uh, but anyway, Nachmar. Everyone's favourite oh. uh, uh, imagery, oh. imagery borrowing. God, where to where to even fucking begin with I'll this band? I'll stand back and let you get <laughs> on with it. As I just said to you while you were playing the song and making me listen to a song of theirs, I mean, you've got the misogyny. You've got the half-naked dancing girl standing on stage, not really doing much except standing there on the stage being semi-naked. You've got the flirting with the fascist imagery and don't come and tell me that their imagery is just militaristic because it's not. It's fucking fascist. Get rid of all of that. Get rid of the misogyny. Get rid of the fascism. The songs are still wank. <sighs> there we are. I knew we'd wind up and <laughs> let go on that. <laughs> so yeah, I, as you can tell, I am a big fan of this band. Uh, the thing is, is that early on they were... Before anyone really paid much attention, there were the odd songs played, and it was like, that's fine. They're stompy, Germanic, industrial, well, blah, blah, Formulaic blah. as... But bear in mind the context of the time that they were being made in. Yeah, at the a time. lot of yeah. things were formulaic yeah. as in about yeah, exactly. 2009. That doesn't yeah. make it any better. Other songs, by the way, that should be noted. Tanz Dictator. Um, and they don't need much in the way of translating. Mädchen in Uniform, which actually does reference an old film, of course, an old cheesy film... But yes, came with imagery of kind of girls in uniform erotica in the in the in the liner notes. Uh, Raise your hands the... if you're bored of images of scantily clad girls in uniform. Probably latex uniform. Because ah. hi, very much bored of it now. Also, war on the dance floor. The uh, the 
the uh, the armbands with the N logo on the uh, white shirt. But that's not fascist at all, as their no. fans will yeah. frequently tell you if you try and say it is. Yes, quite. And uh, and also, of course, that uh, how little they now play live in the UK, um, because many promoters have now dropped them. Uh, and I remember seeing... Well, no, I remember that they played Infest a number of years ago. Quite a few years ago, and I can't remember um, I very much did not watch their set, and I know an awful lot of other people who did not watch their set that time either, which I'm very glad that I've got the right kind of friends, clearly. And I think the promoters of Infest... Um, Listened to us all and have never booked them since. I I I watched m- part of the you set for, journal- for journalistic work. <laughs> uh, yes, and I you know hey I saw it. Um, but yeah, um, enough said. We need less less uh, less fascism and less uh, less flirting with f- with f- fascistic imagery in industrial music. Industrial can be good without needing to look like you're in the fucking Nazi Third Reich. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can make good industrial music if you're wearing a pretty summer floral frock. You don't need to wear a uniform. Correct answer. But nobody does. I'd love to see a band wearing floral frocks, actually. Can somebody, if you're listening to this and you're likely to play Infest, please wear pretty floral frocks to play Infest? I would actually love you. Um, Genuinely. Sadly, of course, we do have to wait until August 2021 now. As, but let's uh, talk in, about that yeah, at the And we end will of talk the show. about that at the end of the show. Um, anyway, let's move on uh, to a band I love and you probably don't. Here's Numb.
That was Numb with lang uh, Suspended from Language of Silence uh, on Metropolis from 1998, their last album before they disbanded and then reformed last year. Well, returned under Don Gordon anyway. Um, I can't imagine you particularly like Numb. After the previous one, it feels like a breath of fresh air, to be honest. But uh... Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's meh, alright, fine. Don't very, hate it. It's very much my kind of industrial. Very much your it? kind of industrial. It's a bit overly guitar-y for my tastes. There are no guitars on Okay, well, it sounds like there are. <laughs> um, Numb are what, would, what we've discussed in the past, and I've gone at great length talking on I Die, You Die's podcast in the past about Numb's other al- one of Numb's other albums. Um, uh, on I'll provide the link to that on the, on the post when this goes up. Uh, but they were kind of the forgotten men of the Vancouver industrial scene. You know, Frontline and Skinny Puppy take all the plaudits. None were just as intense and just as heavy and just as influential. Um, but they were doing something very different, and they went from being a guitar industrial band to being this monstrous force of nature that were really, really loud, intense, and somewhat difficult to listen to if you're not really into that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> Language of Silence was maybe a little more accessible than Blood Meridian, the album before it, which basically is industrial noise and static crossed with industrial rock. I'll pass. Yeah, I thought you might do. I've listened to it at great length over the years. Um, and uh, and Don Gordon returned, frankly, to not as much attention as we might have hoped with a brilliant new album, uh, Mortal Geometry, last year that was a, effectively a solo album. Uh, and it's very, very good, and you should go and check it out if you ever liked numb or kind of ex- intense industrial music in the past. So in other words, you can give that one <laughs> I won't bother. Yeah, quite. Um, there were promises of live shows as well, but obviously that's now on hold. Um, What's so, a live show? I've yeah, forgotten. Quite, quite. Um, so yeah, we can hope. But um, but yeah, they experimented with breakbeats and various other bits and pieces as well, which brings me neatly onto my next artist. Oh. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's needle sharing. Yeah. Let's begin. You have five seconds. Five, four, three, two. What are you going to do? I'll make you look like a sick faggot.
sharing with Sickfag, the calm down mix from switching to Channel Inferno on hands in 2004. I love me some monstrous drum and bass. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Fine. <sighs> right, shall I get some explaining done here? That was Ro Roland Daniel Zig's uh, legendary drum and noise project, Needle Sharing, that uh, has worked closely with drum and bass legend Panacea over time, and also a couple of properly brilliant collaborations. There was Panacea Shares Needles with Tom Fred, with Tom Bread and Panacea in 2002. And then there was End User Shared to Needles with the Technoist in 2012, which was just as monstrous. Uh, but basically it was three tracks from each and they all collaborated with each other and it was lots and lots and lots of power noise and drum and bass and fantastic. And Daisy will be looking at me going, no. Nah. Quite. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, there is... Uh, he, it's influenced by splatter horror, queer issues... Uh, and he was quite a formidable presence in Infest in 2003 when he came, leaned over the crowd going, Dance, motherfuckers! And everyone was like, Yes, dude, all right, that's fine, we will. Um, but yeah, it was noisy, it was fun, it was stupid, and hell yeah, I can get, inf I can get for that. Daisy yeah. No, no, definitely not Daisy's bag. Not my thing. You never really liked drum and bass like I do, though, did you? I... If I'm in the right mood, at the right time, at the right club, I will dance to some drum and bass, but I don't love it, especially. Oh, fair enough. And especially not when it's drum and noise, as you just described it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it really is just You know jump my up feelings drum. about noise. Yeah, I mean, that's just basically jump up drum and bass, really, but hey, with some clever samples. You know my feeling about noise. Fair. Fair. All our listeners know your feelings about noise, too. I mean, come on, it was on hands. Did you really think it was my thing? Yeah, right, fair enough. Um, okay, well, shall we move on? Uh, we're now over the stuff you probably won't like. Thank, thank you, thank um, you, thank The next you. band might ring a bell to you uh, for voice, uh, the voice particularly. Uh, this is the night. 
Transmission from their 2001 album Dreamland on a different drum. My god, 19 years old. <laughs> Fuck. Time it flies. Yeah, I saw them at Infest, one of my first Infests, I think. Don't look at me, your first Infest was before I came to Infest. Yes, I, I can't remember which one, but one of the early Infests. Um, that was a four piece from the south of England. Nowadays, Jeff Pinkney and Pete Steer went on to form Tenek. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Following on from what the Nine were doing, really. I mean, there's not a great deal of difference, <laughs> let's be honest here. Um, but the Nine were great. Uh, I really, really loved their kind of dark synth poppy sound. They were doing it before a lot of other people were as well. They weren't future pop, they were outright synth pop. Um, but they had a darker edge and some interesting concepts. Why in their Nine, songs. though? The Nine. Yes, why Nine? Fuck knows. Um, Maybe I should ask Pete sometime. <laughs> uh, uh, I genuinely don't know. Well, where did Tenet come from? Is there, uh, is there a link between the two names? I, I don't know. Ask. Yeah, maybe I should ask them. Yeah, you should I will. ask them. I will. Um, but yeah, I really like them at night. I don't know whether you've ever really listened to them. I've never really listened to them. It's fine. I didn't hate it. Maybe I'll listen to some more. Mm. I don't know. I have Who both can al- say? I have both albums kicking around. So, um, I have Spotify. They're not on Spotify. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a CD drive. I will send you the MP3s. <laughs> Problem solved. Um, but I know you like Tenek, so I'd be surprised if you don't like the Nine. Yeah. But yes. Let's uh, talk about Tenek um, in about two years when we make it to T. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they're a, they're a, the Nine were a great band, and sadly a little bit forgotten by many now, um, and uh, that should change. Um, talking of bands that don't get a due that they should... We're going to the Midwest of America now. Yes. And this is Null Device. The promoter compliments our set, but he's gritting his teeth. And I know that we're the only act that he didn't see. Cause we played to five members of the opening band And a lonely bartender with too much time on his hands Then the bartender says, I'll buy you a round You guys have got a really great sound We don't do it for the money, we don't do it for the fame But the desire to be heard still remains We don't do it for the money, we don't do it for the fame Sharing the stage with some hip young acts that are half my age. 
into headphones I've been working on this track since 7am My family wonders if they'll ever see me again Then I adjust a fader and then I press play And now this track says exactly what we wanted to say We don't do it for the money, we don't do it for the fame Yes, I know they've had another album out since, but I really, really <laughs> like that song, and there's particular reasons why I'm playing it. Um, that was quite pleasant. I thought you might like that, uh, and I will point you towards the albums that are on my system, on our shared drives, because I thought you might like Null Device. They have a lovely, genteel synth-pop sound, um, with live strings, unusually. Sure. Uh, a live violin, I'm, a live as, cello. As I think you know from previous discussions, I'm always a fan of unusual instruments in, in industrial. Yes, they have a cellist, and uh, Eric also plays violins, amongst other things. Um, the uh, the credits list of what they play is quite interesting, actually, because there's all kinds of stuff on there. Um, but Eric Olo's possibly better known these days for often being Matt Finale's foil in pretty much all of his projects, and uh, in works with him on caustic for the live shows, and works with Clack and whichever other project Matt's doing this week. Um, <laughs> yes, Matt, you do too many projects. Um, but Null Device kind of fly under the radar a little bit and uh, deserve more credit than they get, I think, uh, for being intelligent, mellowed-out synth-pop with a lot to say. And uh, and The Desire was picked because it's a song about being a small artist that doesn't make a great deal of money out of it and just does it because they love doing Aww. it. And it's a genuinely sweet song that could be trite in the wrong hands, and I think they get the balance right on that song. <laughs> um, and there's so many artists that we feature in this that I write about that we know that are like that. You know, Weird, that have, isn't it? That have day jobs and they just make music because they want to do it. And we go along to see it because, well, we want to do it. This, and it, you know, it should be said now, not that I have to say it very often, but I make no money from this site. I have no way of making money from this site. I carry no advertising and I deliberately do it that way. I have a day job that pays for this. I don't need to worry about making extra cash out of this. So <laughs> I can afford to do it because I do it because I love doing it. And if I ever get bored of doing this, I will stop doing it. Daisy might like that idea because it might mean that I'll, you know, stop playing terrible music at her. Yeah, right? it's fine. Carry on. 
fine, okay, well, if she approves, that's cool, that's cool. But um, but yes, anyway, that's why that song was played, particularly. But yes, go check out an old device, because they're great. Um, two more artists left this week, one of which is a much bigger artist than the other, but we'll save that one till last. Okay. Uh, next artist is Neurotic Fish. <laughs> Thank you. 
version that I love more than anything else and will always play if I'm DJing it. Multiple remix versions of a song? Oh, what a shock. Yeah, quite, quite. <laughs> it's one of the early Neurotic Fish singles. Uh, from this, That version's from 2001, 2000? I can't remember which. Don't look at me, you're the one who's got the notes about the songs. Well, it depends on which version it was released on. But um, but yes, uh, Sasha Mario Klein is Neurotic Fish with Henning Villag on synth with him. Um, and... I'm not sure they were ever quite as brilliant as that song again, although others may disagree. Um, they're a much-loved band that never quite became as big as some of the other future pop bands of the time, partly because they kept bloody cancelling shows. <laughs> that uh, never helps you build up a fan base. It really no, doesn't. Um, and they cancelled at Infest and were replaced with Spock, famously, <laughs> back in about 2003 for one of the greatest Sunday afternoon shows I've ever seen. Um <laughs> And but yeah, I finally seen on Neuristic Fish in 2013 at Resistance uh, with Alex Kennedy from IDU. Was I that one? Was that the one I was? No, that was the one you missed. And we were all down down when they were headlining the Sunday night, all in tears by the end because it was so emotionally draining and brilliant and glorious, and it finally delivered what we'd all hoped. But why is the fish neurotic? Oh fucking! I mean, do fish get neuroses? Who knows? I don't know. It's a, I mean, it's a catchy name. <laughs> it's better than Necrofacility. Don't ask me why I'm questioning all the band names tonight. I mean, if I start questioning all the band names for every single act that's going to be in the rest of this podcast, we may be here a while. Quite. Did you ever like Neurotic Fish? I don't hate Neurotic Fish. They're kind of one of those bands that just don't quite click for me, but I don't just, you know, sort of like Mesh, you know, eh, sort of way. Fair enough. Okay. I, I'm, a, I'm a committed long-term fan of Neurotic Fish, although I, I kind of... The last album, Anti-Diron, passed me by a little bit, um, partly because it wasn't as good as the previous stuff. Um, but it was, you know, perfectly good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I probably will go back and listen to Neurotic Fish again this week, actually, because I haven't in a little while. Um, so, anyway, we have one more song this week. And despite Uh-oh. the artist, I promise you it's not a song that's going to make you cry. Uh, eh, pray for me already. It's New Order. <laughs>
before you started playing it. It wasn't tagged as such as saying which version it was. Um, I I will go on record now as saying that I my love is with New Order more than it is with Joy Division. But it's I a close-run thing. I love them both, but Joy Division are my band slightly more. Fair. This probably says a lot about both of us. I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. Um, New Order are here because they are incalculably important to how a lot of the dance influence into industrial music came about i mean peter hook played in fest a couple of years ago it basically means it's industrial yeah basically um but yeah they're they're, ver- they're and they just play t- tore the fucking roof down yes and the new order songs at the end were fucking ace um and as were the joy division songs for that it matter. was all ace. But yeah <laughs> it really really was um but yes new order were kind of weird and you know a band that trying to pick up the ashes of their dead bandmate and trying to work out where the hell they went next. So they first of all went, right, let's stick with a nice happy uh, related name for our band. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's kind of play like we were before because the first New Order album isn't a million miles away from Joy Division and then they wrote Blue Monday and suddenly turned into basically a band that the indie band that realised that dance music was the way forward. Let's face it, we all know that drum riff from uh, Blue Monday. Mm-hmm. And they were years ahead of everyone else. The rest of the indie world took until what, 1988, 1989, before they realised that going down the synth route was the way? New Order were already there and already done it by that point. I mean, yeah, let's not talk about the later stuff where they're, you know, they've splintered into bits, all hate each other and... Well, everyone else versus Peter Hook. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, the period from, what, 1982 to 1992? Basically flawless? 
Pretty much. Um, you know, I can't listen to True Faith anymore, neither can you. Oh, God, uh, yeah. no. Um, um, last time we heard it, I think, was... Well, aside from him playing it live, was when we were very, very drunk in a bar in Barcelona. Yes. And we started sobbing at each other and realised that we probably ought to leave before the locals thought we were too strange. Yes, um, and... <laughs> yes, uh, so... This mention of this goes to our late friend Zara, uh, and that will be left at that. Um, but... Yes, New Order for me are a band that I discovered when I was young, and I can't remember what song I heard, heard first. Um, but probably Blue Monday. Quite possibly, <laughs> but they lit a fire like a number of bands did when I was younger. Of like, oh well, you can do things differently, and you don't have to sound like every other pop band going. They had and good videos too. They did. Excellent use of dogs. And some videos. Um, excellent use, use of, of weird surrealists. <laughs> yes, and and often never in showing themselves. Their habit of their early habit of not including their singles on their albums, which is bloody infuriating when you're digging back through the black back catalogue. Uh, and why, for a rarely, why a singles compilation for New Order is actually vitally important because otherwise you don't get the full picture. And another band that don't really use the song titles in the lyrics. No, well they did uh, up to a point. I think it was but up, not for yeah. the big singles, they didn't. Yeah, for the first ten years or so, none of them feature <laughs> the titles in them. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're really, really important and great, and if you've never dug into the back catalogue, you should go and do that tomorrow, after you've listened to this. True facts. So anyway, um, what else do we have to talk about? Infest. Uh, um, sad, so, sad times. Not unexpected, sadly, but, no, but, but the, sad. But Infest has been postponed until 2021, as we kind of expected it was going to. And it's um, probably the right decision. But, it is. Uh, for those of you who normally attend, um, we will miss seeing you there. We were very much looking forward to catching up with some people. Yep. Uh, I was very much looking forward to seeing a number of the bands as well, actually, this year. Adult in particular. Well, they'd um, already cancelled even if it had quite, gone ahead. Quite. Um, um, I mean, I believe that they've said that they're going to be doing some online stuff over that weekend. So there may still be a chance to do some remote catching up with people. But who knows what that will look like yet. Indeed. And we'll you know, keep an eye on it. And I will share posts as such in due course. Um, but otherwise, lockdown is continuing. We're continuing. I'm continuing to write. Uh, quite Adam, a rate, actually, at the moment. Yeah, you are. Um, Adam and uh, out his his uh, co-conspirator, uh, DJ Andy Ravensable, managed to do a very successful uh, first um, rivet in a number of years remotely. Eight years. On f- last Friday, just gone. And there's another one scheduled for... The 29th of May. So... Uh, that will be on twitch.tv slash a model of control. Or um, hunt on Facebook uh, for link on... Uh, the A Model of Control Facebook for the event and do come and join us in the chat and dance around your living rooms to some good tunes. Yes, and I've already got requests for next time round, which is quite something. First time round, the requests were just from me because I was sitting right next to him saying, Oi, play that! Hey, it worked. It was fun. <laughs> uh, it was fun. We had cocktails. We had a good bar in the house. You and know. a good turnout. So, yes. yeah, looking forward to another one of those. Indeed. Uh, there's a few other virtual club nights of all sorts happening there is. There's, the next few uh, weeks. There's FizzGig's virtual goth night that goes on on a Friday night. There's Slime Light virtually on a Saturday night. There's been a light pause out of me that was excellent fun, and there'll probably be another of those coming up. There's, there's... been a Batfinky type night last night. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Monlicked, the gothy uh, end. Yeah, and Martin Old Goth is doing other stuff too. Um, um, Reptile continues to do virtual nights. 
there's others too, but their name. Yeah, well, I think we're being a bit London centric there because there's definitely yeah. some less London based ones. But uh... yes, uh, check the events listing on modelofcontrol.com. Fridays on the Welcome to the. And Future if you're posts. doing one, do drop Adam a line and tell him so he can include yours. Yes, indeed, please do. And uh, obviously, we've got to find ways to keep all our social interactions going in this weird time. Indeed, uh, and otherwise, upcoming this week is uh, Tuesday ten four oh seven, where I'm wrapping up the new music of the last month and there's tons to cover this month it will probably be 20 songs frankly um there's also uh talk show host number 62 which will be with uh, jean-marc lederman who was the synth player in fat gadget and a whole host and the weather men and a whole host of other bands and his current new project with a load of guest vocalists is really really interesting and the, he's got a awesome interview uh, and some quite answers that he gave me this week that I transcribed over about a couple of hours yesterday so that will be online by the time this is online um, <laughs> what else have we got coming up uh, your, I, theoretically your tracks of the decade will happen at some point yes it's a long piece of work that there is also a review of the new empathy test album monsters coming uh, as well as reviews of the new catatonia and paradise lost albums which are less, goth adjacent yeah, they're less industrial <laughs> yes um, but they are both brilliant um and uh, I've got some other stuff in the, my sleeve as well. The whole business about the scene, the scenes across the UK that's uh, a long post in progress uh, has been delayed a little bit due to other commitments, but will be coming. Uh, and uh, and there's more of the lockdown Tuesday tens coming up as well in following Tuesdays because <laughs> there's some fun subjects we've had on that front too. Um, but yeah, all told, there's lots going on, and I'm we're finding time to fill our time. Not only watching Midsummer Murders, uh, but mostly watching Midsummer Murders because when I'm not out at industrial things, I am incredibly rock and roll. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're getting through our booze uh, stash as well. We've actually yeah, started we finished off like at least three or four of our bottles of vodka. Shit. Uh, Only like 85 bottles of vodka to go. Yep. Uh, by the end of it, I might even have started on the smoked vodka. You never know. Or the uh, 80 what's it percent Balkan dangerous stuff. Okay, maybe maybe that may stay there, um, at least in small quantities. Um, but anyway, uh, expect Transmission 022, where we continue with the letter N in the coming weeks. Uh, it we'll try as... not to wait too long. No, um, while lockdown's going on, we've got time to do another before the end of May, I think. Hopefully. Yeah, indeed. If we remember. Quite. Well, anyway, well, thanks, to, thanks for listening. This has been a Model of Control on the Transmission podcast. I'm Adam. I've been Daisy. And we will speak to you again soon. Adios.